Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. And now, welcome to Like a Boss, insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood, and welcome to Like a Boss podcast. Woo! Okay, so... Uh, many of you guys know I started in the information marketing space years and years ago, but with that, many of you may not know that I'm actually a certified hypnotherapist. I know, can you believe it? Um, and the reason why I learned hypnotherapy is I want to understand this thing called NLP and how we program ourselves and how we're programmed. I'm going to share a story about that. Before we, before I do that, I want to introduce to you our guest today, Art Geyser. Is it Geyser? Is that correct? It's Geyser, yes. Uh-huh. Good. Okay, great. Art Geyser, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. This is great. Yay! Okay, this is going to be fun. I have not interviewed someone in NLP in a long time, so this is going to be fun for me. And I love NLP and I have some great stories around it. So Art Geyser is the creator of Energetic NLP. He's an internationally renowned NLP trainer, executive coach, corporate leadership consultant, psychic, and healer. Art's gifts is to help people develop their hidden talents and discover how amazing they truly are. An NLP trainer for 33 years, Art's unique background includes medical research, consulting to Fortune 500 companies, Fortune, sorry, Fortune 100 companies, and developing powerful techniques for personal spiritual growth. Known for his joy, humor, and comparison, sorry, comparison, compassion, I apologize. Art has a <laughs> magically ability to help people release old programming. <laughs> That's actually interesting. Did I say comparison? I, like comparison part, yes. I don't know where I got that. Well. <laughs> right, I don't know where I got comparison there, Art. I deeply apologize. You can find <laughs> him at you can find him at energeticnlp.com forward slash like a boss. That's energeticnlp.com forward slash like a boss. All right, let's dive in. All right, so let's set right. the groundwork just in case people are like, what in the world is NLP? I've heard of that thing. And then we'll move into what is energetic NLP. So yeah. what's NLP? Well, NLP was started actually in the 70s here in California. And the people who were, people might not be aware, back in those days, people thought five years was like a minimum amount of therapy. There's no Woody Allen movie where he's talking to his girlfriend. And he goes, I've only been in therapy 12 years. And you know, I'm not making fun of that therapy. They did good work. But the people who started NLP went, well, there's five or six therapists they knew about who got magical results with people. People had really rapid, deep, lifelong changes. So they started studying them. And, and that was how they came up with, with NLP. Or NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and we all hate the name. But um, uh, and it's really about rapid personal growth and transformation. 
originally more therapeutic, how do you fix problems? But then they realized you could use it for skills transference. So if somebody is a great entrepreneur, what are the different qualities? How are they thinking? What's going on in their internal reality that allows them to act and be in a way that makes them successful? And they, it's been applied to sports, relationships, health, every aspect of life. And energetic NLP, I add into that spiritual principles and energy. We're not going there yet, All right, Hold on, okay. one thing at a time. Right. I follow the lead, I follow the lead here, girl. All right, so here we go. So we're gonna do NLP, yeah. the dual aggressive programming, and it was done and started in California, which I think is interesting. But I'm gonna say it differently, okay. uh, what I call a layman's terms way to think about it. It's, it's when we turn on the TV, uh -huh. when we turn on the radio, we are being programmed to think a particular way, and then we take on that belief as actually as ours. And the, the challenge is that our brains are, our brains, you know, are kind of self-mush, as I call it, and they are programmable. So we can go back in time when we were kids and we can think about how we see money, people, race, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And usually those particular belief systems are ingrained in us at a very young age that we don't even know it. We take it on as our own. And so what NLP does, I think, in my experience, mm -hmm. is that we have the opportunity to re rewire our brain and start to choose new ways of thinking right uh, absolutely right and the, and there's a big conscious component so yeah the unconscious component is really big but people how they're thinking of it deliberately and consciously is also limit, limiting them so in nlp we're looking at both what is okay. unconscious programming and what is, what are the actual conscious thoughts that people are attached to that hold them back yeah, and I'm doing a lot of work personally right now in this space. I just did a huge hypnosis. I mean, I believe in it. So sometimes when I'm moving through my own personal changes, I'm going through a massive transformation in my uh -huh. life right now. So I'm actually doing hypnosis. I reached out to two and a, a, a hypnosis person and doing EDMR, which I don't know if you're uh -huh. familiar with that modality, but I'm doing EDMR and I recently did a uh, hypnosis session and uh -huh. I actually did this really cool shaman session. So let's go into energetic work, yeah. which is, I think, what's unique about you, Art, is that you have the NLP side and your energetic healer. So right. let's go down that road. Tell us about that side of your work. And can, can I just tell some people something about my background first? Sure. Evening? But um, I, my father was one of the early computer guys. I always wanted oh. to be a scientist when I grew up. I'm, I'm a skeptic. I'm very logical. And it makes me crazy when people go, oh, all this woo-woo energy work. I mean, just because people have known about it for you know, 40,000 years, it must be wrong and it must be all superstition. And, um, you know, and people go to me, well, I don't believe in invisible energies. And I go, what's your relationship to gravity, ultraviolet light, x-rays? How do you think your phone works? So physics is, is proving a lot of what people have said for a long time, that we are surrounded and we're made up of energies. So right. I want people to know you don't have to think of it as all being woo-woo. And some of it is just woo-woo and kind of silly. But a lot of it is really grounded. And there's a lot of research to back it up. And so the idea, the basic idea is that we're made up of energy fields, which, again, that's physics. Yeah. And that those energy fields, like, like if you look at your hands and you go, mm -hmm. what, what would your hands look like if you'd never washed them your entire life? Gross! Yeah, right. And, but the thing is, you would think that was you. You would go, well, that's just the nature of me. And, you know, I, I don't move well, and I'm crusty and stuff, but that's me. And then if you fell in a river or a lake, you'd come out and go, what is this? 
Right. This is different, but this is me. You know, it works better. Well, your energy, everybody's energy field is getting dirty all the time too. And people are clogged up with other people's energies. It affects their decisions, their emotions, their actions, their blocks. Um, and, and again, I always laugh when people, I don't believe in energy. And then you, you turn on a, a sporting event and, the, and they're going, the energy of the crowd is amazing. And it, cause it is amazing and, and, and we feel it. And the thing is we're absorbing and it isn't like negative, positive energy. It's like, if people are absorbing my energies, they're arts energies, whether they're, they're nice or not, they're not yours. And so a lot of what I teach people is three or four really key simple energy techniques to clear their energy field and get in touch with their authentic self. Because when they clear other people's energy, they're clearing, uh, it's like unconscious programming. It's another whole set of programming. They're clearing emotions. So mm -hmm. then you get in touch with your true self, your true abilities. And, it's, and the great thing is it's easy. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, all right, I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, a couple things with this is, so I, I, like I said, I went uh -huh. to a shaman recently, and basically what he's doing, if I could, you know, if he's here, he probably says something different. But what he did is he cleared out energy that uh -huh. was stuck onto me, I would say, by just being around other people and relationships and, and whatnot and, and intimacy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, once that's kind of cleared up, what happens in my experience is my energy, my vibration rises. And when our vibration rises, we start to attract different things in our life. Uh, just like the same way when our, when yes. our, when our uh, energy is low. Now, I just read something recently, uh -huh. and I'm curious what you think of this. I don't know if I believe it or not, but I'm curious what you think. Okay. All right, so uh, the, it was a book I picked up, and the book... I'm, of course, paraphrasing, but the right. book basically said the following. It said, in their experience with as an energy healer themselves, they found that people that have, uh, let's call it, a, a, a dick, they're addicted to alcohol or uh -huh. drugs on some level, they found that a large percentage, like 80 or 90%, uh -huh. of the people that had that, it wasn't a disease necessarily, it was let's call it an energetic entity-ish piece. Uh -huh. Like some kind of karmic thing and or an energetic entity that was more causing that than just than themselves. That if that was cleared up, their whole point, if that mm -hmm. was cleared up, that their desire for the alcohol and drugs would be greatly diminished. What do you think of that? Uh I would I would describe it differently, and okay. I agree with it. Yeah, and, okay. and where I would describe it differently is particularly in the shamanistic traditions. Uh, there's a lot of things they consider entities that some of us would call thought forms. And every group of people have what are called these collective thought forms that, that contain rules for that group. And uh, alcoholism or any kind of drug addiction or, or, or any kind of addiction, the groups create thought forms. And when people get hooked into that, they're being programmed. So I might say, I need to snort this. I need to take this. So you're, you're, it's like you're connected to a computer. So some, it, it can actually be a consciousness, but a lot of times it's more like a machine. It's more like a robot or a computer that's sending instructions. And if, if you want, I can give you a, a quick kind of fun example of it. Um, yeah. So uh, years ago, I was working with this teenage boy, and 
his mother thought he had memory problems and I'm, and we got along real well. So I'm, you don't have memory problems. I go, you have attitude problems because you know, he'd forget like dentist appointments, homework, but he could tell you everything that happened in the book. But, so we got along really well and he goes, but there's something bothering me. And I go, what? And, and he goes, I don't know why I like what I like. Everyone. And, I, and I started laughing and going, tell me more. And he goes, and, and this was years ago when that heroin look was in. You know, yeah. Appreciated. And he goes, I like rock stars that look like they got out of Auschwitz. And I, and, but I feel like I don't really like it. And I wear clothes and I like them, but I don't think I really like them. And I eat foods and I, and I went, you're, you're hooked into these teenage platforms. Yeah. They're telling you what to like. And I go, I'm incredibly impressed. I mean, I, I never noticed this. I had to be taught it in my thirties. And I go, so you're aware that they're not authentic for you. And I go, if you want, I can disconnect you from that thought form. And he goes, well, what will happen? I go, you'll still be a teenager. You'll still hang out with your friends, but you'll have your own thoughts and feelings. And so I'm two weeks later and he goes, my taste in everything has changed, but it feels right now. And mm. in the same way, people that have addictions, they're hooked into these big thought forms. They go, drink this, take this, da, da, da. And when you disconnect them from them, it may or may not be the whole, everything they need, but it will incredibly help. Incredibly. I love that. Okay, there's there's a lot to be said there, because I think it's also, yeah. I'm going to use a different wording. Please. Uh, cult culturally. So let's say I was born and raised in the South, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom was a debutante, and yeah. I was taught there's only three things my mom wanted for me, which was uh, marry someone rich, have a lot of babies, and mm -hmm. always look good when I leave the house. Right. <laughs> and what I say to my mom is, what a three ain't bad, mom. What a three ain't bad. All right, so obviously I did not marry, and I don't have kids. So there you go, mom. But there is a social construct. And the only reason I was able to really kind of break that social construct is that I actually ended up moving to Florida and uh, traveling the world. And I traveled the world for work for almost six years. And when you start to really kind of get out of your thought process, yeah. and this is where I actually learned when I was traveling the world, I was, I was, I was traveling with success minded people, NLP, uh, mm. motivational speakers. And so when you're, when you start to see and hear different things and thoughts and feelings of other people's different experiences in life, you really start to actually change your energy but you yeah. also change how you view things i became a different person and i became a different person where that girl who grew up in the southern home that was taught i was only supposed to bear babies yeah. okay and that's the only thing i was allowed to do that would have right. changed you know and i think that that's what you're you're tapping into is a culture conversation too when we're only tapped into that one culture absolutely our view of the world and if we can start to untap that into our that particular space and start to look at our ways differently, but then there's also the energy of it. I mean, there's tons of conversations around athletes, mm -hmm. athletes who come from not so great parts of the world or towns like Compton and whatnot, LA, and yeah. then they 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 become quote unquote successful monetarily. Right. But then there's a percentage. So I read last read between sixty to eighty percent of the NFL players within 10 years of leaving the NFL, they're bankrupt and broke. Yeah. And that's because that social programming takes over. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, in a Southern way, in a very Southern way, yeah. my, my Southern, my Southern cohorts would say, yeah. you can take the girl out of the, <laughs> <laughs> you can take the girl out of the white trash 
neighborhood, but you can't take the white trash out of the girl. You know, kind of thing. That's anyway, that's a negative way. But the, that's the point is that you can pull people out of situation, but unless you start to reprogram their brain around it, they're going to fall back to what they know. Well, I think what you're saying is one of the most important things in life. And, 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 like when I teach an, uh, an energetic NLP program, I make them take a pledge at the beginning that they're not going to believe anything that I tell them. Yeah. And I go, we're going to clear energy and you're going to connect with your inner wisdom, your heart's desires, your truth. I go, I'm not invested in you believing what I believe. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and we consistently keep doing that. So what you're saying about getting it culturally and, and, and consciously, that will affect the energy too. And then when you also work on it energetically, because these players are, they're hooked into thought forms and some of it's from their upbringing. Some of it is, you know, that they're hooking into other players who have the same, yeah. you know, they, we like resonate off one another. And even like when I've been to like a uh, internet marketing conference or something, yeah, same thing. work with energy, they'll go, you know, they tell you a lot of great stuff art, but some of them, their attitude toward marketing, not that it's bad, but it's not yours. So they'll help me pull their energy out of this, my space. And then I can take from them what's, what works for me and use it well, but not without being them. And from, from an energetic and a viewpoint, you know, we said you became a different woman. We'd say you became who you were. You know, they, yeah. you know that program wasn't you. <laughs> yeah, not, not who I was born into, what yeah. not, but who I really am. And that, yeah. I deal with that today in, in my business. I think that what happens with today is a lot of people look at me and go, oh, you're like, and they compare me to other women entrepreneurs. Like, right. well, you're like this, you're like this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like her. I'm not like Marie Folio. God love her. I think she's great. I can't do what she does. Yeah. She has, she does her hair for two hours and then she's got 5,000 makeup artists and, and outfits and like, and I even tried that a couple of years ago. I'm going to be like Marie. And I did the whole thing. I hired a studio, got a studio. I rented it. I hired a video guy. I got with five outfits. I got the hair done. And then I did like five or six videos. Cause that's what she does in like a day or something like that. I don't know how to stop how many. And I was exhausted. I hated it. <laughs> I didn't like how it turned out. And it, cause it was too right. canned for me. You know, it was like, I had to do the scripting and that's not me. I'm an improver. Let's move this baby. Let's have some yeah. fun. You know, I barely talked to you before we got on. I'm like, okay, your name is, it's kind of what we talk about. We're good to go. So because I like to pull in the moment, that's just me. And oh, that's great. You know, I'm more like you. I, a good friend of mine, Charlie Shepard has a wonderful consulting firm and I was doing some work for his firm and he'd always start off with a magic trick. And Charlie's, and it would tie into the theme of the program and, and people would love it. And, and I would do it and it would just, and I finally went, I go, Charlie, I'm going to find something else to do because it's just not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that either. He's going, yeah, that's fine. He goes, it works for me. You do, you get the same result, however you want to get it. And I'm like, you, I'll, I'll riff off the moment. In fact, I studied a little improv theater in college because like you, I like to like, let's play with what's happening. Yeah, I did a year of improv in one, and then I did recently, six months ago, I took a class on, on comedy and I learned how to be, um, get on stage and do comedy. And oh, this kind of ties into what we're saying. So this is a true story. This ties exactly into what yeah. we're talking about today. First day of class at my comedy show, mm -hmm. the girl stands up and goes, some of y'all are here today because someone told you you're funny. And I raise my hand, I go, uh-uh, 
No, I've been told since I was a kid I'm not funny. <laughs> and everyone did that. They all laughed. And I was like, I'm actually serious. Like, in my head, <laughs> I'm not funny. Right. So they all thought that was funny. And then the teacher was like, oh, you should use that. I'm like, but I'm not, like, fucking with you. I'm messing. I'm, like, <laughs> ser- like, in my view, I'm not funny. So I'm here today. I'm here for the six 12-week course for you're going to make me funny. And she was like, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, how do you do that? You know, <laughs> here's where I learned the good times of you is at the very end, because of how we graduated is we had a live event and people, we invited our friends and family mm. and we did a five minute by ourselves stand up. And I had to hire, I hired a stand up comedy coach right before that. Thank God. <laughs> and she, he said to me, here is what funny is in the world of comedy. It's being really real. Like oh. it's just being really real because I didn't look like everybody else I'm like blonde hair and big boobed and my heels are like that you know and he goes double down on that like you double down right he's the one who said you know he helped me with my line of like my mom wanted three things in my life you know marry a wealthy guy and have a lot of babies and look good when I left and I was like like he helped me craft that but it's true like that is authentic it's totally accurate um and it's funny because you can see that about me that's great goes back to what you're saying it's being real so when you start to tell me what tell me you think of this because i want to kind of reiterate what you're saying when you start to take off the layers of the other Uh energies and then you can start to be authentically you so how how do you do that with clients and how does one know personally Mm -hmm that this is experiencing, this is happening, and what's the fears they might be coming up with against? Yeah, there's, the hardest thing about it is a lot of it is so simple that people want to make it more complicated and they believe, oh, only certain people have special gifts. And, you know, my ego would love it if, (laughs) yeah, at a certain level, I would kind of enjoy it. Yes, I'm special, other people aren't. Everybody can do this, everybody can work with energy. So the first thing is to even start opening up to that idea that it's not some mystical, weird gift that some people have. Everybody's got it. And uh, when you become aware of it, you see people using it all the time. They just don't, they don't know it. Um, And, and we experience it. Somebody walks into a meeting and all of a sudden the meeting gets better and they don't even say anything. Somebody walks in a meeting, all of a sudden it gets worse and they don't even say anything. So we've all experienced it. And a really, really simple thing. And, I want, I want to be clear to people that are listening. You know, when you when you give a tip, whether it's about marketing or being an entrepreneur or energy work, it's not going to do everything, you know? So it's like, if you learn how to use a saw, it's not going to drive screws, you know, or nails. Or, right, right, right. That's true. So, but a really, really simple thing is everybody in NLPN and energetic NLP, we use a lot of symbols and metaphors. You know that you're, you're a hypnotist and, and the unconscious mind loves that and gets it. And if your unconscious mind has a metaphor for something or a symbol for it, it will access abilities you didn't know you have. So pretty much everybody, when they were a child, played with a magnet. So it's wired into us that a magnet is this little thing that has energy, magnetic energy. If you take a pin and you let go of it, boom, it goes to the magnet. There's no effort on your part. You just have to let go. The magnet does the work. So I have people imagine uh, uh, energy magnets and just, and if 
if I'm doing this with a five-year-old, they do it instantly because they're not going, am I doing it right? Can I do it? Is, is Heather doing it better than art? Or, you know, they just do it and they giggle. You know, they don't even worry if it's real. So right. with my students, I, I go, you're not allowed to really do it. You only can pretend you can do it. <laughs> you know, and just kind of take all the performance out of it. And, and people can do this for themselves or they can do it. I, I do this in my corporate work all the time. I, I'll clear the energy of a room. Mm. But, uh, so, but first, just starting with the individual. So let's say somebody's feeling anxious or tired or like, I'm one of those people who wake up in the morning like, kind of like, you know, and, and then I'll, I do this process and then it's like, hello, world. You know, um, uh, it's like having coffee. So what's the, process, what's the process? Can you share a little bit? Is it meditation or how can I, let's just, you know, you use me as example. How can I, you know, you clear my energy? Right now. And, um, yeah. So all you do, we're going to repeat this four times. You imagine a magnet floating out in front of you. You're not right real close out in front of you. Okay. And just pretend that it has the ability to pull other people's energy out of your energy field. And depending on some that. belief, you, you put either your, your spirit in charge, your inner wisdom, you know, whatever works for the person. And you don't try to get everything, just whatever comes off easily. Because you may feel sometimes a tug of war, leave those alone. Mm -hmm. Whatever comes off easily, mm -hmm. and then the magnet goes in the earth, and the earth recycles the energy. Okay. All right. So what magnet out, visualizing yep. those energies being pulled to the magnet, and then imagine the magnet going back into the earth and releasing. And for people who don't visualize well, all you have to do is pretend it's happening. Yeah. And then you do a magnet above your head, and it clears from your shoulders up through your head, around your head, going up at least nine feet, three meters above your head. So put one way up above your head and just let it clear all of that. Because the energy field goes at least usually nine feet above the head, three meters. Okay, so we have one in front. Yep. We have one above. Anything else? Yep, drop that into the earth. My favorite yep. one behind, because energy literally hides behind our backs. Okay. Clear the back of our bodies. Oh, yeah. Could be a lot of people us. feel that one more than the others. You drop that into the earth. And the last one is in the earth. And you clear from like the base of your spine through and around your legs, through your mm -hmm. feet, and going down at least about three feet a meter below your feet. Drop that into the earth. And then imagine above your head like a rainbow ball of energy. And again, let your inner wisdom, your spirit, pull in whatever energies will help you with whatever's up, um, mm -hmm. whatever you're going to be doing. And then you fill back up with those energies. Ooh, I like that. Isn't that great? And, really great. And for people who work on teams uh, or have teams, I do the, uh, my students do this all the time. And my clients tell them that they're high tech, pharma, financial. So I don't even tell them I'm doing it. And the thing is, you, you don't control other people's energy, but like, uh, but anybody, let's say you're in a meeting, particularly if you're running it, you just imagine outside the room is a magnet and you just ask your spirit or inner wisdom to clear the room of any energies that aren't helping the people in it. Mm. So, you know, you're not, you're just going, okay, whatever isn't helpful for us is leaving. You drop that in the earth. Then you imagine a rainbow of, of energy coming in so that everybody gets whatever energy they need. And I've seen meetings go from everybody going, rah, 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 to all of a sudden, 
Oh, right. well, we can do this. And oh, oh, you're right. And, you know, I mean, literally, it's one of my uh, uh, people who study with me. She works for a Silicon Valley company. She always works with the energy. And she told me a couple of months ago she was rushed and she didn't do it. It was the first time they had a terrible meeting. Yeah. But, but an important caveat, you don't try to control people. Mm-hmm. So think of it like if you're throwing a party or a dinner, you, you try to set a good environment, but you don't force people to have fun. You make it easy. So I clear the energies out of the room that the people don't want, and I bring in energies of collaboration, creative problem solving. But I don't like, like if you were in the meeting with me, I don't force it into you. I just bring it into the environment. And if you want it, you'll suck it up, which you probably will. Because even when people are mad at each other at a meeting, you know, in an inner level, they'd really rather have a good meeting. Right. They really want to have a good time. They're there. They really kind of probably. Yeah. Even if they hate each other, they'd rather. And and I've had worked with teams sometimes where where people are going, God, that was so magical. And we thought everybody would be at each other's throats. and, and, um, And a lot of it is I just keep clearing the energy, bringing energy, but I'm not forcing anything on anybody. That's yeah, really you're not forcing. Cool. So that's how do you use one. NLP inside of that? Do you use the energetic piece first and then you move into NLP? Yeah, it, it's kind of a dance. It depends. Okay. So, um, as you know, NLP has a lot of different aspects. So yeah. I'm, I'm listening for the beliefs of people. So what people say, what they're doing or expressing, they're, they're all that programming we talked about at the beginning, the cultural, the unconscious, the energetic programming, and it's coming out in their language and their actions. So at times I switch into an NLP mode and do, uh, people might not know the term reframing, I know you do, where um, reframing is where you, have, you help people see something differently. So yeah. an example of that, let's say you have somebody on the team who complains a lot. And if I'm working with a coaching, you know, executive coaching, a leader, I'll go, well, you know, that person really cares. They'll go, what? And I'll go, if they didn't really care, they wouldn't be complaining. You know, people who don't care, they just let it slide. You know, they just sign it on. So, you know, you can look at somebody, oh, they're a complainer. But but if you look at them and go, what is it that they're committed to? Mm-hmm. And speak to that, they stop complaining. Because <laughs> you know? um, they... they they, when you get like, oh, they think they're helping. Okay, what is the gift in there and how do I help them do it in a, in a way that works better for the team? Um, and, and, and NLP has a lot. When I'm working with people one-on-one, this belief changes, there's a change. So it, it's kind of a dance. Because yeah. what, well, the reason I started bringing it together is you can do miracles with people energetically. You can do miracles with people with NLP. But there's some things that NLP won't take care of, and there's some things the energy won't take care of. So let's say with a shaman or a great healer, if you have beliefs, let's say that you're unworthy and you're not deserving of a healing, you either won't accept the healing or you'll take it apart and, mm. and go back. And, I, and I, I used to have clients back in the 80s who do that, and I didn't understand it. They had beliefs that couldn't accept the healing because they were bad, they should be punished. So then I, I'll switch to an NLP mode and we'll work on, on changing those limiting beliefs and we'll go back to energy. So it's like this, this dance. Oh, it's a nice little dance. You're getting both modalities together, the belief systems, the energy, the belief systems, the energy. And so you're kind of going that together. That's really interesting. Yeah. And ways of thinking, um, again, I know you, you know a lot about, but NLP is a lot about 
the processes by which we're thinking and even little tiny details like in your mind, how do you pick, how do you picture something that you believe or something you doubt? And then you can help people like change beliefs. And yeah, you know, there's just all these NLP is magical and the energy works magical. When you put them together, it's like magic times magic. Right. It's really good. Well, it does help people release all programming, karma, emotions, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And they really discover who they truly are. So I want to make sure everyone knows the website. It's energeticnlp.com forward slash like a boss. That's energeticnlp.com forward slash like a boss. We're talking to Art Geyser, G-I-S-E-R. You can find them there. Tell, tell us more what they'll find at the website of energeticnlp.com forward slash like a boss. Well, they'll, they'll find three things. They'll find um, a webinar that, will, uh, that they can access on demand that will teach them uh, not, not just that energy technique that we did before, but I, I think there's three energy techniques everybody absolutely needs to know. And I say, particularly here in California, a lot of top Silicon Valley executives, they know this stuff. So there's that. There's if people want to have a discovery session one-on-one with myself or, or just, just a couple of people who do them for me. Uh, it's not a sales call. It's a discovery session where people, and they get a, a little energy reading as part of it. to so like, what's holding them back? Whether they're successful or not, but what's holding them at whatever level they are? What would it take to move forward? so they can apply, because we don't take everybody, they have to go to an application, they can apply for that, that free session, they can have the free webinar, and then there's a, a free shorter video that helps people open up to the, uh, the helpful spiritual energies that are around us. It, it's, um, he says modestly, it really, it's really great. <laughs> yeah, they're really great, yeah, they're really great. Um, I love this, this is a great, I could talk to you about it all day. I believe that as I move forward in my life, that the energy of me and the people around me are way more important than I thought, you know? Yeah. So I think that am I, am I encouraging the listeners to really consider uh, what energy is and how they're ignoring it or not yes. ignoring it. I think we've all walked into a room, especially women, and feel something's off here. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, earlier today, I had an interview. Uh, I do interviews back to back to back on my interview day, and uh, didn't go well at all. Yeah. It was an energetically disaster, uh, <laughs> and I had to like it, did, yeah, it wasn't you, Art, and I had to like clear the space a little yeah. bit for the next person because it was like it was on me. And in fact, I was starting the next interview, and I. I bumped my coffee. The coffee went all over my computer. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So I had to take a minute and kind of clear the energy a little bit with myself so that it gave, gave opportunity for you and the other people I'm interviewing today an opportunity to show up, you know, newly. Um, and it could really make a difference. And I can't tell you, like, that person was bad. It right. was our energies his and mine we're just kind of like this clashing and just like fighting you know in a weird like way and right if you listen to the interview and you know it you'll hear it at one point we kind of like literally start fighting and <laughs> i'm like he's a stranger and it was like we started fighting literally on my interview um so but you know what i'm okay with that it's like not all interviews would be perfect yeah at the same time I'm not going to, you know, if someone asks me who the other person is or 
what happened. I can't, and it's not like, a, it's not them. It was the energy. Our energies were just literally clashing, you know? And um, so I think there's a lot to that. I know in a business sense when people say, why don't you like that person? I'm like, I don't know. There's something with right, our energy right. that doesn't fit. And I and I was showing more time. I was at an event on Monday, a beautiful dinner here in Austin mm-hmm. with beautiful entrepreneurs. I had a beautiful time, met some beautiful people. And then there was this one person that we just, some, this was off, and I just loved them anyway. And I had someone come to me and go, hey, you really upset so-and-so. And I said in a loving way, well, I'm... <laughs> It's not my job to have everyone love me and understand that sometimes energies just don't for whatever reason. I probably triggered something in that person and maybe they got triggered by me. Maybe I triggered it. Maybe who knows? Yeah. At the same time, I didn't, that person was like, well, you need to hear my feedback so that you can change yourself. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I, I don't need to in a loving way. Right. It's okay that person didn't like me. It's okay that that our energies didn't mix. It's okay. It's okay. You know? And and then we went out to drinks later, the same person. And again, they're doubling down. You need to listen to this. And I finally said, look, uh, did you know that 51% of the listeners of Howard Stern hate him? (laughs) Did you know that 60%, if not 80% of people that read, you know, Donald Trump's tweets hate him? it's okay that someone didn't like me today. Like, it's okay, you know? And I think there's something to that at an energetic level that it's like, it's okay that energies don't mix perfectly, you know? Well, what you're saying, I mean, there's several super important things that you're saying. Okay, go ahead. But let me just underscore, a lot of times when you don't get along with somebody, it's some energy in their field that isn't them and some energy in your field that isn't you. Probably. And when you clear your energy and, and if you do it respectfully, you can't just clear somebody's energy, but there's ways you can, you can internally, like part of teaching people, there's ways you can get permission without saying it out loud. And if they give you permission, I just put a magnet and, and clear what's not authentic to them, clear what's not authentic to me. And often um, we at least get along, you know, when it's that kind of thing where you, but I mean, I think it's so, perceptive of you, you and I, I hope everybody listening really gets it. A lot of when people don't get along, it's like there's something in your energy field that doesn't like something in their energy field. Yeah. Because usually the person's authentic energy, you may not love it, but usually people's authentic energy, even some pretty nasty people, their authentic energy is usually pretty nice. You know, it's it's all the programming and other energy that that twists their behavior. And yeah, I think there's another level to that, I think, yeah. right, that I want to add, and this is so great that you're talking this conversation. It, it didn't help, I think, from a social construct perspective, that right. I was a woman and she was a woman. Yeah. There's a whole woman thing there. Right. And then the person that got the complaint was a man. And so the man was like, she doesn't like you. We need to fix that. And I was like, oh, we don't. We don't. We really don't. Like, it's okay. Like, it really is okay that there's a woman on this planet that we didn't like fit. That's okay. You know, but there was this like angst with him. Like he wouldn't let it go for a while, for a couple of hours. Like, no, 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 you, if it was me, I would really want to know. And I'm like, it's okay. Like it's really, I send her love and whatever her response is to me, I honor her and her view of yeah. me. And I don't know what it is. And it's okay that I don't know. I don't need to understand it. 
whatever. And I felt it was energetic because it wasn't something specific that she said. Right. There was an energy thing happening with her and I that was very like, something's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and I just kept smiling. Like, I'm just going to smile through this because there's something energetically happening here. And I just kind of like go, sometimes you just kind of have to really go, you know, but there's a social construct with women. Yeah. Also than men. And then having that the person that com- they complained, like, I don't like her because whatever, right. it was a man. So the man really had to, like, I got to fix this. Two women don't like each other, you know? And I'm like, sweetheart, like, it's all good. <laughs> I remember the first time I, I was listening to uh, a cousin of mine's girlfriend talk about how wonderful he was and he didn't try to fix it. And I, I remember thinking, oh, my God, people don't always want you to fix it and particularly women don't always want you to fix it they want you to shut up and listen i mean it was just like like this light bulbs i was like oh that's why i piss them off sometimes yeah yeah so true and so the other the other woman obviously was like tapping into that with him like you need to go fix her because we had him in common like he knew her oh yeah but for me i was like I'm not interested in fixing it. Like, it's actually perfect. Because what's so fascinating about that, specifically, yeah. over the period of my years, 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 I can also tell you there were two people in my life, two women in my life, that when we first met, we hated each other. We mm-hmm. clashed. But because we had that clash, and over time we, like, moved through it, we became, yeah. like, besties. Because we were able to, like, I don't like you. I don't know why. I don't know you either, you know, and then we were able to like somehow along the way shift it and love who we are and almost like honor that part of that other person that we didn't like at the beginning. And that allowed me to honor me yes. and honor that piece of me. And then I shifted it and she shifted it and we became like lifelong friends. So that's why I think what my point is with this is sometimes it's okay that things aren't energetically working Yes. And clearing it massively helps. And like you said, we can't always force someone else's energy to change. Just don't make it wrong. That is, you know. Right. In my programs, I'm always going, we, we never say it's positive or negative energy. Yeah, it's just. Just go, I like it or I don't like it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like I like that flavor, I don't like that. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, we don't have to make it bad just because we don't like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that particular person, her, her words were, well, she was defensive. And my <laughs> response was like, I was just saying my truth. It's all okay, you know? So it's interesting. I think that part of, that's why what you do, you're, it's so powerful what you do when you're working with executives at that high level. You are working with a whole nother world. You're really working at that higher oh, yeah. level. It's way beyond knowledge and strategy. Totally. Knowledge and strategy is the beginning, and then you move into energy, and you move into NLP around energy. It's, it's, yeah. next, it's next level. It's way up there next level. It reminds me of a lot of work I did with Joel Bauer back then. <laughs> a lot of work with Joel Bauer. Um, sorry, I, we can talk forever. I want to let you go. Uh, well, wanna... This is great talking to you. I, I, I love your energy, and I love your insights. It was really great. A fun conversation. Thank you. You don't find me defensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I add one thing real quick is when I learned in NLP is is like when somebody says like you're being defensive, it means they're probably being defensive. They, you know, usually whatever we accuse the other person of, there's a good chance, you know, that 
am I doing this? Too? Oh, I'm being defensive too. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I got that. And um, yeah. And my old self would have been like, well, I got to go talk to her. I'm telling what she said. Yeah. You know? But the new self is like, okay. All right. Yeah. She found me defensive. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think he was like, well, you need to fix that. I'm like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Do I? You know, so um, inter energetic nlp.com, energetic nlp.com forward slash like a boss. Nice. Go check it out, everyone. This is really powerful stuff. If you are a leader in any way, thought leader, uh, want to be a leader, want to be a boss in your own life, I highly suggest you really take on beyond knowledge, beyond strategy, move into energetic conversations as well as NLP. So thank you, Art, for being here. My pleasure. And uh, love your podcast. Keep them going. Thank you. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Check us out. Please, please, please go to Amazon and type in Heather Havenwood like a boss and give us a rating and enable that skill on your Alexa. This is Heather Havenwood. Check us out at heatherhavenwood.com. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one -on -one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.